Welcome aboard. I'm Brad. I'm Eric. And I'm Scott. Welcome to My Ship Story Podcast. This is a podcast where we invite crew members, both past and present, to tell their stories about life at sea. So come up to the pool bar and grab a drink. Sit back, relax, because it's time for My My Ship Ship Story. Story. (laughs) That was terrible. Welcome aboard, everyone. We have a very special guest on today, but before we get into that, let's check in with the guys. Um, Scott, what's going on? I, th- I think we're about to have a discussion about the weather again. Well, we could try to make it really short, but um, in short, it sucks. It sucked, and it's going to suck for the next few days. We're, we've been flirting from uh, minus 2 degrees Fahrenheit to um, as high as minus 28 degrees Fahrenheit. And this picture behind me that uh, for those of you that'll see this later on the YouTube channel, um, everything is frozen. It's actually too, too cold and dry to stick. It's just messy and disgusting. And I hate cold weather. Yeah, it, it fucking sucks. It, it really does. So what, what about you, Eric? How's it going? Um, I'm right there with you. Not quite as cold. It's currently 14 degrees, um, which is way too cold for me uh, as a um, Cuban and they, growing up in Miami and Los Angeles, this is way too cold. I am not. I, I wish I was in Miami right now. And I know I've mentioned that, you know, living in Miami is not for me anymore. At the same time, right now, yes, I was. I wish I was in South Florida <laughs> uh, because it's miserable here too. Ice, snow, uh, everything. You can't. I'm stuck in the house two days running now. Tomorrow going for three, maybe four, uh, just because the roads are just a, an, an absolute nightmare here. Brad, what about your cattle up there? Are they okay? Or have you seen them? I I, I haven't seen them. I haven't haven't been able to get out. So I'm I'm sure it's not great. Now, if you milk Fingers a cow in this, does it come out like ice cream? Or just I'm not milking any cows. I don't milk cows. I'm beef cattle. Poor uh, cows. Yeah, poor cows. But anyway. Let's get to our guest because we have a really special guest. We're going down under. We're going to Australia where it's summertime. <laughs> Much better weather. And our first and our first guest from from Australia. So we've gotten we we just did South America. We've done um Africa, Australia. We're going to we're we're knocking them out. We're knocking them out. So anyway, I want to welcome aboard our very special guest, Eva Grabner. Welcome aboard. I should say g'day, everybody, shouldn't I? There you go. <laughs> g'day. I love g'day. it. Hey, now let me ask you a question. Is it g'day, mate, let's throw some shrimp on the bobby, or is it prawns on the bobby? Nothing. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, nobody says that. None of the above. <laughs> None? Okay. Well, so let's get into it. Um, so how did you come to work on ships? Well, I, as you can hear from my accent, I'm not Australian. I was Irish born and moved to Austria in my early 20s. I am half Austrian, so I had family there. Your name sounds a little Austrian. Yeah, yeah. That's it. That's it. Yeah. And my, I had literally just arrived working in a ski resort, having the time of my life in my early 20s when my cousin decided to leave me and go work on ships. So she spent a number of years convincing me it was the best thing since sliced bread. And I eventually decided I needed to sober up and join ships. So I... How'd that <laughs> work out? I already yeah, see that. This, is, this is not working already. It no, didn't. it's called my practice. story will attest to. Yeah, yeah so good practice. So I joined... I, I flew all the way to Suez and joined the Song of Flower with Radisson Seven Seas. And oh, that was my first oh, wow. cruise ship back in Wait. 94. 
94. Okay, 94. So you're a little you're a little behind us. That's probably why we never ended up working together. You, you, you're a little bit later on. So, so you went to work in 94 for who was it again? What, what cruise Radisson company? Seven Seas at the time. I haven't heard of Radisson. Yeah. Yeah. Radisson. Oh, Radisson. Seven Seas. Radisson. That was yeah, the, yeah. that was the Radisson like diamond or whatever. That was like oh, the highest. Yes. Yes. So my cousin was on the diamond. I went on the song of flower and um, yeah, did oh, one okay. contract. It was awesome. There was too many Germans on board, though. I couldn't deal with them. So <laughs> signed off in London and went. ended up then flying over to the United States and joining Premier Cruise Lines, like oh, yeah. many of uh, yeah. my fellow shipmates. And I worked mm-hmm. on the Oceanic for a contract, which was Sweet. which was interesting. Yeah, with yeah. Warner Brothers characters. And yeah, it was eye-opening for this little Irish girl coming into yeah. the United States and seeing all these big characters. And, <laughs> but it was fun. Loved it. Sorry, when were you on premiere? Um, straight after that. So it would have been about 95, I think, when okay. I when okay. I did one contract. I didn't, I didn't realize premiere were still still sailing in, in 95. I, I thought they were out pretty early, but I guess they last they stuck around a little longer than what I, uh, Chips were what I remember. Oh, I, my first cruise, the first cruise I ever took as a passenger was on the oceanic. I don't think I've ever really? that before. Yeah. Uh, it was oh, a great wow. ship. And I'm what still friends up, right? with many of the people I worked with. 1985. Wow. Was that wow. like a high school graduation thing? Yep. It was yeah. our high school trip. Yeah. Yeah. I think that Disney was the one that really took out premier because premier had, a partnership with Disney, the theme park, and would sail out of Cape Canaveral. But once Disney, you know, cut that off, that was pretty much the end of Premiere, I think. Yeah. Hmm. Went with Warner Brothers for a while. That's when I was there. And then yeah. I don't think they lasted too much longer after that. Yeah. And then I uh, moved to Canada for a little while in Kelowna and um, oh, yeah. did a winter there and then said, stuff this and <laughs> ended up getting a job. Um, on with Royal Caribbean and I flew down to where did I join the ship Curacao I think and joined the legend of the seas down there and she was pretty new she was less than a year old and I absolutely loved it and thought Royal Caribbean was the bee's knees pretty much right away and saw that I could actually have a career I was an assistant purser started out as an assistant purser and um decided on the legend that I was going to be on the takeout team for the grandeur. And everyone was like, oh, that's not going to happen. They only have the best of the best on there. And you have to be with us for years and blah, 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 blah. Anyway, Irish, stubborn and get my own way. I was lucky. I took a very short vacation after the legend and joined the grandeur when, well, where did we build her? She was built in. Um, that was San Jose, wasn't was, it? Sanazer, yeah. yeah. What was it? Finland. Oh, I don't know. Gosh, I can't remember. I took out three three new ships, so I've lost track. I know two were in Finland, one was Sanazer. No, the vision was Sanazer, so it would have been Finland. Okay. Yeah, so that was um, fantastic. I loved it. A lot of hard work. As and, and that was 90, new ship. 95, you said? Yeah, whatever. The, yeah, the grandeur. 96, I think. 96. Okay. 96. Yeah. Yeah, pretty sure it was 96 because we, we, we just missed each other on the legend because I had to have just left the legend when you, when you came on. Cause I was, I was, so on I took 95. over from Julie Sherrington on the legend. So she had signed <laughs> off and I took now, over from we, Julie. We missed each other. Big by shoes that much. to fill. Yeah. And, oh, and Julie, and there's no way, way to fill those. By the way, next episode, Julie Sherrington. 
Oh, I cannot wait. I love her. She's beautiful. Yeah, oh, she's fantastic. <laughs> two, two episodes. We have yeah. Pablo and then Julie. And, and she hasn't changed. Uh, I bet she has, and she shouldn't. No, she's she's great. She's, she's great. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh god i could tell you stories about that girl anyway oh, hey this is the opportunity <laughs> speaking of stories <laughs> oh my goodness oh, why, why don't you say? uh why don't you go why don't you tell us your, your your ship story the one that you had intended to tell i think this uh is this a reaction to uh one of the the stories that you've heard on the podcast or is this a whole new one um, it's a whole new one. I don't okay. think anyone has brought this one up yet. Um, possibly if you spoke to Gareth Owen, um, he yet. might Which have brought it up. Who is on he the should list? Be on your list, totally, because yeah, he'll have a He's... lot more than I do. So Gary, Gareth, and I used to do spotlighting on the um, ships as well. So we we get absolutely rotten drunk and try and hit the the really small headshots and miss nearly every time. So we'd be in fits. I never laughed so much in my life than with those two. We were like the three amigos. We got into so much trouble, but. Um, yeah, so, well, my name is Eva, and this is my ship story. So it took place on the grandeur of the seas, which I uh, mentioned was uh, uh, my first takeout. And she came out, I think it was the 14th or the 16th of December, uh, 1996 or 95. And she was quite a difficult takeout, I think, because Christmas at times, as you know, at the best of times is um, always a hard hard takeout it's always a I mean always a difficult time because the guests are really demanding and ships always full and um, it's always you know full on anyway but taking out a new ship at the same time as Christmas with the usual teething problems and everything was a lot of fun but we all worked really hard we had an amazing team and um, I quickly got promoted to second person crew and I myself and the crew person at the time thought let's let's do something for the crew it was probably March or April and we decided um to do do something we're about to sign off and we said let's have a have a activity so we booked the wild thing tour in saint thomas which i'm sure you're all very familiar with and basically got a oh, 50 60 crew from from all over every department and headed over to saint john for the day so it was our kind but, of kind well, of our wait methods. wait wait Wait, what is what is the wild thing? Is it a catamaran it's a thing? Catamaran, yeah. Okay. Out of oh, St. Thomas. Is that big the big giant one? Giant catamaran? I don't wouldn't say giant, but it was a decent size. <laughs> well, like we we went on one to to that same area and it was a to me, it was a gigantic catamaran that probably held uh 35, 40 people. Oh yeah, that would like have been a, like a like a group. Yeah, I remember yeah. I'm from Oklahoma. We have catamarans that two people get on. <laughs> okay, so all right, that it was a giant catamaran, <laughs> depending on your perspective. And anyway, we went over to to St. John for the day, and there was lots of rum consumed, as there would be, and it was really our letting our hair down time. We were all had been been had a rough contract, and we were like, "This is it. We're going to let loose." Forgetting, of course, we all had to go back to the ship and go to work in the, in the afternoon, of course. So we, the, the ship um, or the boat uh, um, um, tender just off the, the edge of the beach there. And we'd be jumping off and we'd swim to the beach. We'd have a few runs and swim around and swim back. And Gareth wasn't the most confident swimmer and he was kind of staying on the wall thing. And I'd go up and I'd come, come on, Gareth. And I'd grab him by the hand and we'd 
jump off and jump into the water and then we'd swim back and do it again. We were like big kids, a lot of us. So the more we consumed, the more we wanted to jump off, of course. So um, then we had to head back to the ship and, and off we went and the ship, the, the wild thing pulled up to the shell gates in St. Thomas there um, and everyone was getting off. And then I don't know whose idea it was, I'll always say it was Gareth's because I would never think of something like this, and decided why don't we go for a swim in the harbour of St. Thomas. So we did our little run and jump and in we went. I have a picture somewhere of us in the water, actually I'll send you guys, it's not the most attractive. but. So we decided we were going to swim down and go right down to the dock because I think she was the first ship um, docked there. And I'm an ex-competitive swimmer, so I'm a fairly strong swimmer, although I was quite inebriated at that point. And then Gareth was nearly drowning because he couldn't um, do what I was doing. So I come back and I grabbed him. At this point, we've got bridge officers up above screaming at us to go back. They were about to start the propellers for the ship to leave. Oh, and we had wild thing people yelling at us, passengers hanging over, look at these idiots. <sighs> Absolutely. It was a really, really stupid thing to do, but it was hysterical at the time. We thought it was the best, you know. It was <laughs> look funny. at those big propellers. Oh my gosh, we'd be dead today if they had started those. But anyway, eventually the um, wild thing dropped their little um, life raft and came and saved us and dropped us off, off at the pier. And I have a picture of us running down the pier in hysterics, soaking wet, um, thinking, you know, that was great fun. And <laughs> we just nearly drowned, um. but it was great fun. Um, so yes, that was the story. Uh, needless to say, we didn't get away with it. I was sure I was getting fired. We had a captain's hearing a few days later. They made wow. us wait Ooh. and we... Carol Sue Thomas was our chief purser and she, I'll never forget her face. She was just ready to kill us. Sent us both to bed, you know, naughty school kids. And um, <laughs> we sobered up and the next day we realized what we had done and we were like, oh my gosh. And so we're doing everything to avoid the captain and the hotel director. And I can't remember who the hotel director was actually. Um, I think it might've been Barry Jones. So we <laughs> were called into a captain's <laughs> hearing and in we went and Gareth just kept nudging me and saying just cry just cry and of course I did cry because I was sure my my life on ships was over and I was so upset and I was like oh, I'm never gonna be on ships again oh it was terrible so dramatic and um, anyway we went in we told our story and our story and all the other crew who were on the, the boat with with us was that we had slipped um so we yeah, sorry, Captain Ronson, if you were listening to this, we did tell a little fib, but thanks to that captain, he, um, I'll never forget his words to this day. They sent us out of the room, they discussed it, and I was like, that's it, we're going to be fired, we're done, and, and Gareth was still in hysterics, he goes, now we'll be fine, I'm like, no, we're going to get fired, and what will I tell my mom and dad, and anyway, we went back in and sat down, and Captain Ronson looked at us both, and he said, what you did was very serious, and you could have been killed, and we're like, yeah, we know, we're, we're, we're very sorry, and blah, 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 and he goes, you'll get a very strong verbal reprimand for that, and we kind of stopped and looked at each other and went, what, we're not being fired, we're not getting a written warning, warning we just got a, a, a verbal reprimand for it not so. even a written warning out of the it fuck that holy cow came out of that smell like a rose <laughs> you cried really well i yeah. cried really well I, I should have been an actress i swear to god um and i think it was because 40 crew came back to the ship absolutely shit-faced 
And right. if they were going to punish us, they would have had to punish everyone else. Sorry, were... those 14 shots slipped down my... my. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, in case people out there don't know, St. Thomas is one of the busiest ports, if not the busiest port in the Caribbean. I mean, there's mm-hmm. like ships not only tied to the pier, but they have to tender also. And so it's like super busy. So to go swimming in and around that area to the point that they have to drop a lifeboat to come rescue you is like, it's a pretty big deal. That's a really big deal. Plus you don't really want to get in Harbor water. I mean, there is not a good idea. Oh no. Oh, it was awful. Oh, my goodness. Awful. But uh, yeah, we were nicknamed Splash and Flipper after that. And it was really funny (laughs) because, you know, urban myths on cruise ships. It was years and years later because I ended up doing another nine years with Royal Caribbean. And it was years later sitting around the purser's uh, table in the crew, in the crew mess or the officer's mess. And the story came up and somebody was telling me my story and I let them tell it because of course it was bigger and wilder and yeah. crazier all the crew had jumped off and they were all drunk and they all got fired and I was in hysterics I went well it actually wasn't that exciting so I think the true story is quite disappointing for them but it was really were they like but, you don't know anything you weren't there and you're like yeah that was actually me that yeah. that <laughs> That is an excellent, that's an excellent example of why we started this podcast, because (laughs) the same thing, we're hearing these stories about other people and we're actually telling, I mean, I tell a bunch of stories about other people. I wasn't there. I just tell their stories again, (laughs) and I'm sure it's completely untrue. So (laughs) here's here's where we get the real from right from the horse's mouth. Yeah. And we also have to tell Brad stories because he doesn't remember them. So I have to remind him. I I can't tell my own stories. That's why I have to tell. I think most of us have forgotten half our stories as well. We're so usually drunken stories as well. It's funny though, you know, come on here or the the guests come on here and everybody, you know, a lot of when we, when we talk to people the first time they're, oh gosh, it wasn't really that crazy when I was working on the ships. And I don't know if I have any stories to tell. And we, we finally get them onto here and they're like, well, I never really drank. Who was that? Penny? Penny. Yeah. Was that Penny? Penny. She's like, oh, well, I never really drank. Maybe one time I drank. And then this story, oh, I may have had a little bit too much. Oh, and then, I think I drank on that one too. And <laughs> it's like the Pandora's box opens. <laughs> we've forgotten. We're getting old and decrepit. You see, our memories are going. So we've forgotten. Why we're doing you know this. You, we, we you want don't this have to tell us. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. This is our record keeping of, uh, of all these stories that people can remind this us. Honestly, cool. even with us, like as people have started talking about stories, it just jars your memory about some of the things that, that you didn't necessarily even remember. And all of a sudden we're like, like, you know, Scott and I were probably in the same cab going to pizza that one night. And we had, we've been talking for months and months. And until somebody else said it, we didn't remember. (laughs) We were in the same cab and going to the same place. But yeah, it was pretty well. Hey, let me ask you a question on your going back to your, um, the Radisson, would you get hired as, or did you come on as a purser? Yeah, I was on the front desk. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Any any uh, fun Radisson stories or anything? I, I remembered like, you know, when when people come on or they're like, oh, so what, what cruise line did you work on? Well, I worked on Royal Caribbean. Oh, that was all 
brass and glass and class and stuff. And carnival was like, you know, crazy drunken stories and stuff. But I remember the Radisson. I just remember the Radisson diamond for some reason. That was like, that was like ultra high level. Like they're like, there's no partying on here. It's like, everything is, you know, Michelin star, everything. Yeah. Summer flower was very small. Yeah, but was, um, yeah, there was, I think, 120 or 110 guests and 120 crew. So there's more crew to oh, guests wow. ratio. Wow. It was crazy. Um, but I do remember being introduced to, um, oh, what's the Norwegian drink you were talking about it the other day? Aquavit. Aquavit. Yes, I was interested because they're all Norsky officers yeah. on there. And I was I was there for their national holiday. So I did get quite <laughs> drunk on Aquavit. And being... <laughs> Um, half Austrian and having come from the ski slopes of Austria, I thought I could drink schnapps pretty well until I started drinking Aquavit. I'll, I think I'll never forget that hangover. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. But I don't, I don't really have a lot of stories. No, we, the, the passengers were ancient. They were all really old and they'd be in bed by nine o'clock. So there wasn't oh, wow. much activity <laughs> in passenger areas. So the yeah. more the crew areas would have a lot of, a lot of parties and a lot of fun, but um so just curious, did they request that you remember all the passengers' names? Oh, I can't remember. No? Because there's one thing that Seaborn does, which is similar line, you know, high end line. The, they're supposed to memorize the passengers' names so what they can greet all the passengers by their names. Yeah. Which is yeah. crazy. Which uh, I probably probably wouldn't have been very good at because my memory has always been <laughs> terrible. They're like, <laughs> You she write it on your hand. Flipper. <laughs> yeah, I'd have sticky notes everywhere. <laughs> Ask them to put a name tag on. <laughs> so I'm starting to remember Radisson a little bit. So the Song of Flower you said was a really small ship, 110 guests. Yeah, very okay, exclusive, so, very high So end. this is really similar to the small Renaissance that were going around the same time. I think they were around 100 passenger thing. Right. I did a yeah. gig on there and that was, wow, that was totally different, totally different. I mean, it's one thing to go from, you know, I, I like, I like the ships. I like the song of Norway. I like the sun Viking. I like those, the Renaissance. I liked working for Renaissance where it was six, 700 guests. That was, that was great. But then you drop down to 110 and there's, you know, <laughs> very few, few crew as well. And, and it's, it's, it's a whole different world on there. Were you guys ever like, oh my God, there's Margaret and George? Oh yeah, I mean, you just saw them. You saw them everywhere. I mean, everybody went went the same thing. And it, and those cruises were destination cruises. Those people were on there to go places. They weren't on there to be on the ship. They were on there to go to all of these these places that the big ships wouldn't go, couldn't go. I joined in Suez and got to go through the Suez Canal and all through the Med and all the islands. It was amazing, absolutely amazing. Loved it. Where's your so favorite awesome. islands uh, on that run? That run, Santorini, without a doubt. Loved it. That's I loved the place. Greek food. I think I got really oh, yeah. fat <laughs> on that <laughs> ship. That's <laughs> really good food. Yeah. Everybody yeah. says Santorini. Uh, Brad and, and Eric, they both say Santorini. I've never been to Greece. No, I've never been to Santorini. I've been to a lot of other Greek islands, but not Santorini. I never made it that far, uh, but I've heard such great things. I mean, I love the Greek islands anyway. Uh, but I've heard wonderful things about Santorini. It's just a pain in the ass that you have to tender and get up, up, up the slope and all this stuff. It was a hassle, but it was, but once you did it, it was, it was good. So I have another story. If you want to hear, 
Yep. Yep. That's what I was going to ask. With Mary Giuliani this time. Um, All right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get married. <laughs> so Mary and I were on the takeout team for the vision and it was in San Nazaire and it was 1997, I think. It was the same year that Diana died and the movie Titanic came out and it was more around the movie Titanic and our superstitions are, you know, as sailors on ships. And the company decided, you know, we were sailing over to Southampton and normally we'd sell over empty and we'd have our christening and then the travel agents and we'd do the famils and then we'd start the, the voyages from there. But they um, decided they were going to fly travel agents into our get French travel agents to join the ship and go over to Southampton. Now we hadn't been christened or baptized the ship. So we're freaking out going, no, 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 we're going we're to be sailing over where the Titanic sunk in a few months. We cannot sail without being christened. There is no way we cannot do that. So myself, Mary and another Dutch purser, I think Minka, Minka her name was, can't remember her surname. And we got a bottle of champagne and ran up to the bow of the ship. There would have been cameras everywhere. I don't know how they didn't see us on the bridge and dropped it, smashed it named the ship, dropped everything, <laughs> ran for our lives. <laughs> and we are the unofficial godmothers of the vision of the sea. Wow. <laughs> <Know> that. <laughs> That's really cool. There was oh no save the waves. A glass went right in the water in San Nazaire. <laughs> I'm so sorry. But yes, that ship was not leaving that port without being christened. Simple as yeah. that. <laughs> not, not the first and probably not the last. But no, good, no. good way to go. So who eventually was, the, who was the second godmother for the vision? Do you remember? Uh, for nobody important, obviously. <laughs> Some actress, I, I have no idea. Yeah, okay. No idea. I think it was one of the, um, one of the, oh, what are they, the owners, the Norwegian owners back then? I think it was their wife. Oh, that? yeah. It was um, Pris Pritzker. Pritzker? No, the Pritzkers are from Chicago and they're oh. the Hyatt family. But it was, oh. I know who you're talking about. It's one of the owners. Like somebody like hearing this chain? eventually look it up. No, 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 no. It was the, the Royal Caribbean owners and it was the owner's wife. Um, something sin, something ending in EN. <laughs> it, 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 no, never mind. No. I'm going to Google. Thank God we have Google. Well, wow. Colleen Fain. Us. I was completely wrong. Oh no, that's oh, no. so it was oh it was Colleen Fain? No, Helen Richard? Stefan. Stefan, Edwin Stefan's wife. Helen right. Stefan. Right. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so you still <laughs> Sorry, heard thunder. Yes. Godmothers so Mary and Eva. Eva. So when did you when did you end your career? Where did you where'd you leave off? Uh, I um did I worked well? I worked in Miami in head office for a number of years on the PeopleSoft project, and I had mm. thought I was off ships. And of course, September 11th came along, and uh, they let all the projects they stopped all of them naturally. And I was part of the go team that had to go up north and um, help with the repatriation of the guests coming off ships that couldn't get into New York and everything. So um, our project got cancelled. We were literally just about to go live on the ships, and it got cancelled. And because I was still officially a shipboard employee I got sent back to ship so I did a couple of contracts on the Explorer which was a lot of fun and then I was brought over to the Radiance to work with Leila Hassan I was there a couple of contracts but I was in my early 30s and I was thinking oh if I want to have kids if I want to have a life I kind of need to find somewhere to live and I knew I didn't want to go back to Ireland I didn't really want to live in Austria 
um, and I didn't know where to go. So I came to Australia on vacation. Two of my brothers were living here. One was in Sydney, one was in Melbourne. I fell in love with the place straight away and um, went back to the Radiance and resigned and finished my contract and signed off in Honolulu on the 9th of October, 2003. Flew into Sydney on the 10th of October and I've pretty much been here ever since. Um, before we get too far off the subject, I wanna bring <laughs> Eva back, maybe a previous story. The, one, of the, one of the stories really that kind of got you on is, can you fill in a little bit of the Gary Davies story when he, played, when he and Gareth played the prank? Did you really oh. flip out? Was it that bad? I totally fell for it. I was useless. I'm a sucker for those things. Absolute sucker. And the two of them, they're little shits, the pair of them. They're like, oh, Dennis the Menace times two is all I could describe those two at. And yeah, I would have gone ballistic. When Gary brought my name up, I was like, oh, you little shit. Yes. Um, I would have voted. I'm resigning. That's it. I'm out of here. I would have stamped my feet and off I went. And yeah, I used to have a bit of a bit of a temper back then. I used to tell the crew, especially when I was in the crew office, I'm to fuck off out of my office and um i think it was amanda um white who's now amanda north um sat me down one day and said you know you're gonna have to calm that irish temper a little bit because you'll (laughs) never make chief if you talk to people like that so i really she made me think about it and i pulled back a bit and started behaving myself but yeah totally got sucked in on that one i'd actually forgotten that story until gary brought it up in his in his um, podcast i was uh, hysterical I do remember that. I think as as crew pursers, we've all at some point, one point or another, told a crew member to fuck off. I know that I've done it uh, (laughs) when I just just lost it and I just couldn't, I just couldn't handle anymore. But I think Cubans and Irish are similar that way in the sense that we kind of have that bit of a temper. Comes out and then we go, can you just say that? Well, and I really tried to treat everybody right but the the crew i mean let's face it the crew are really annoying sometimes yeah (laughs) and sometimes they really deserve it because man i mean you can only take so much yeah hard work it's a lot of fun but a lot of hard work oh it's it's hard being a crew purser it's it's hard oh and i liked working with crew a lot more than i did with with the guests i prefer dealing with crew any any day but they could you know drive you to that point where you're just like I can't take this more. Get the hell out of my office or just get out of here. Yeah. I can only explain your paycheck, your payroll check to you so many times until this is what you get paid. I promise you, this is what you got paid. And it's right because I balanced. (laughs) Eva, let me reach back to your first story. You had mentioned something. I hadn't really thought about it until now, but did you guys have any superstitions on ships that you had to do something when you came on or did you guys have any superstitions about anything? I remember it was always, let's find, you know, become friends with the executive chef and the F&B manager first. So you got (laughs) fed. That was my only superstition. Um, The only, I guess was a prank. And I, I don't know if Gary, I think he might've touched on it was fog watch. Did you guys have fog watch? Yeah. Yeah, We actually did up an SQM, which I have it somewhere. If I find it, I'll, I'll send it to you. Um, of that so we used to send the new pursers up on, <laughs> on the, the deck to to do fog watch did you fall <laughs> for the time. fog watch i totally we totally fell for it we had no idea what was going on 
Yeah, I, I didn't. Like I, they didn't do it on me, thank goodness, because I would have totally fallen for it completely. <laughs> like I fell for that April Fools, I would have fallen for that. But no, we used to enjoy doing it to other persons. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> do you have another story in your back pocket? Do you have anything else you want to get off your chest? Do you ever throw your keys overboard? <laughs> yeah. No. Did you ever throw anything, <laughs> uh, anything overboard? <laughs> no, but I was on board when that was it. A purser stole all the cash and opened his porthole and threw it overboard. Yeah, let's hear what you know about that. Were you on the Nordic Empress when that happened, or did you just hear it through no, the filter? this wasn't the Nordic Empress. This was one of the Another other ships. One. So I was on the, the Vision, the Enchantment, um, what else? Back to the Grandeur, Explorer, Sovereign I was on. I can't remember what ship it was, They and he got arrested, and he was in jail in, in Caribbean somewhere, or Costa Rica. He was from Costa Rica in jail in the Caribbean, San Martin. He was in jail in summertime. Oh, that's the that's okay. The this one. is the same story. Yeah. It is the is same. It the same story? story? Is that the Nordic Empress? Yeah. So it must yeah. have been a story I heard then. Yeah. There was oh, something yeah. on a ship I was on. Definitely, we have money that, missing. That's all right. Next episode, you're going to hear the whole story. <laughs> <laughs> it is insane. It's in the can. It is really yeah. good. It's really good. Oh, good, good. Yes, because I probably have a, a different story of what actually happened in my mind. <laughs> so anybody that's listening to this podcast and they haven't listened to the previous, the well, the one from four weeks ago, I guess it's going to be the Pablo Hawkins story. Get in there and listen to that sucker because it's good. Hey, so I got to ask you, um, uh, we kind of got off this a little bit, but I'm just going to ask it anyway. And if need be, I can cut uh, out whatever. But um, do you ever hook up with any passengers? No, I didn't actually. What's wrong with you? <laughs> I think there was enough crew to go around. There was plenty of crew. Yeah, yeah. I was with divers mainly. I was oh, we'll, we'll have to we'll have to chop those names out. Wait. Yeah. Yeah, okay, that sorry. Um, sounds really no, familiar. You Pete, don't have to Pete chop Matthew, him. Pete Matthews, who was he? He sounds really familiar. He was a diver. Sound and light. No, he was sound and oh, light. Oh, sound and light. Sound and light. Self and huh. Steve Eibelhauser used to be on the new build sound and light teams. Pete's oh. passed now. He passed about 10 years ago. Oh, wow. I remember yeah. that name. Not on the big yeah, ship. I, my last ship was Song of America, but my only three big ships, well, back then big ships were Monarch Majesty and, and one half a contract on Sovereign. Okay, so so plenty of crew to go around. So where was the uh, wildest place that you uh, did it other than a cabin? <laughs> I don't know if I want to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a if, lady. If, <laughs> I am now. Anyway. What, what we, we had someone that did it. Did it in the um, in the uh, casino pit. Is that was that right? The casino pit. We've had some out on balconies. Yeah, out on the balcony during dry dock. Exciting. Okay. All right. We we don't have to. Get it. it didn't fall over, over, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> we don't we don't have we to put it. our lives at risk every day on those ships <laughs> i every day i thank god that we didn't have social media and no way of any of that evidence to be to absolutely be <laughs> oh yeah we yeah we, we i mean the stuff that would be out there now if if it if there was social media would not I mean, there's be there's plenty good. of videos that shouldn't be aired but um i could imagine with smartphones and pinhole cameras and motion activated cameras that like they have now all in hd yeah you yeah. had to carry this is in these days you had to carry around an actual camera with get, this is it's called film i don't know if, if people remember the younger people are going to remember this but there's actual film and a camera and you had to get it you know 
you had to get it developed. You had, had to a, be developed. you had a limited yeah. amount of pictures that you could yeah. take. Oh, <laughs> Any other uh, fun stories? Uh, drunken party stories, missing ship, almost missing the ship. Yeah, did you oh, almost miss the God. ship? Yeah, I did in Key West once. I don't think I'll ever forget that. I'm sure there was many times in Mexico after Carlos and Charlie's, but yeah, once in Key West, because it was quite an early departure from there. And then, of course, we were tendering. And I literally got on the last tender and I was the crew person at the time. <laughs> Don't do that again. <laughs> well, I'll never forget. I'll never forget my heart stopped. And I was I just lost track of time. I was wandering around Key West, as you do, because I absolutely love it there. And um, just totally lost track of time. And I was on my own. I wasn't with anyone. And um just looked at my watch and went, oh my God. And I ran, I don't think I've ever run so fast in my whole life. Forrest Gump had nothing on me that day. I legged it down and just made it, just made it. Oh my God. And then did you immediately, you immediately went on and started yeah. flipping through the cards, you know, just checking to see, okay, everybody's here. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing for for those listening that may not know, the crew purser is the one who makes sure that all the crew are on board. <laughs> so it's kind of important to be on board early. You have to call in to the first person and say all crew are on board. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You, you know, you mentioned Carlos and Charlie's. Uh we were actually, I can't remember if it was uh Bucky's brother and I or or somebody, one, a couple of the stage guys and I were late and we were in downtown Cozumel and it was one of these, well, what time is it? Well, I don't have a watch. What's your watch say? We've got to be on board in five minutes and it's like a 25 minute ride. And we're like, holy fuck. And so we were started running and then we, we, uh, these kids uh, were on a bicycles and stuff and we were looking around for parents and stuff. And we just stopped them, stopped their bike. We pushed them off their bike, took their bikes and we hooked <laughs> ass to the ship. And, you know, we were, we were like, you know, five, eight, maybe five, six, seven minutes late. But we, uh, you know, right when you get into that area, we're like shove the bikes in a, in a alley and ran to the rest of the ship. But we were just profusely sweating <laughs> you know, half of it, we were scared to death that somebody was going to like, you know, their parents were going to chase us down in a cab back to the ship. And, uh, but luckily we, we got, got away with it and poor kids. Poor kid, bike. you stole a kid's bike. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to cut this part out. Let's yeah. put it in perspective here. You yeah. pushed children off Absolutely. bikes and stole them. Yeah. <laughs> threw them into an alley. They may there's have been. Poor, there's some poor little Mexican kid who's now an adult who's, who was traumatized by, by some guy knocking him off, off his bike. Every time he sees a cruise ship, he's like, fuck you guys. <laughs> he's now the port master. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on. It was great. Good stories. Thank you. That was awesome. I, I know that if we had if we had worked together, I think we would have had a lot of fun. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you sound like very much the type of person that uh, that we would have would have hung out and had a lot of fun. All right, guys. Uh, anything else? Thank you. Uh, well, I think that's it. It was great having right. you. Thanks for coming on. It's a pleasure. Yes, thank you, Eva. Yeah. Thank you. Thank fun, you. Lots of memories. Let's love it. Thank you. Great, great stories. Looking good. Looking great. Glad to have you on. Thank you for coming on. Yes. It was so pleasure. nice to meet My you. My pleasure. Come right. visit someday. Okay. Believe. Definitely. Bye. Definitely. Ciao, ciao. Bye. Bye for now. She was cool. I really like her. Good. 
I know that if we had worked together, we would have definitely partied it up. She sounds like somebody that I definitely would have hung out with in the, in the person's department. I've been chatting with her and she's just really, really funny. I just yeah, really yeah. enjoy it. She's super funny. Yeah, she's she, she goes right along very well with Karen and Mary and Julie and all of the purser, you know, just, just all of the pursers, like you, everybody, I couldn't even imagine if you guys were all on the ship, if we were all on the ship at the same time, we would sink that ship. Hey everyone, the ship is about to set sail, which brings us to an end for today. We hope that you enjoy the podcast for bonus audio. And if you would like to see this podcast and video, please visit our YouTube channel, my ship story you can also find us on facebook and instagram as my ship story don't forget to let us know if you're a past or present crew member and if you have a story that you would like to tell or if you like you can email us your story for us to read on the air email us at my ship story podcast at yahoo.com that's my ship story podcast at yahoo.com goodbye for now and be sure to tune in next week same time as we'll have a new podcast every monday bon voyage